Cats Are Life with Brent and Jeff. This is the best thing that ever happened to you. Good evening and welcome to The Alter Life. I'm Jeff. And I'm Brent. And we are here starting episode three of our Philippians series. We're so excited. I mean, we went through Ephesians. We got a lot, a lot out of that. We've had two episodes in Philippians and we're already ecstatic. We can't wait to come back every week and do more mm-hmm. and more and more. And hopefully you feel that way too. We're in chapter, finishing chapter one tonight, to live as Christ, to die as gain. And that's what we're going to be talking about. We've got lots of great music for you. Stellar Cart Double Play, Switchfoot Group One Crew. And um, as Jeff said, at the top of the show, we are here in Philippians, finishing out chapter one tonight. And um, a familiar passage, if you've been a Christian for, for any length of time, I'm um, sure you've heard at least someone quote this verse, you know, to live as Christ and to die as gain. But um, tonight we'll just get a running start, starting with verse 19. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance. Again, talking back, if you remember last week, um, Paul's talking about being stuck in jail and um, you know how all these things were working together to preach the gospel, and he was rejoicing in that. But he says, For this I know that will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I sh- shall be ashamed, but with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body. Whether by life or by death, what is? I don't think any of us can honestly. I don't know. I can't honestly yeah. say that tonight. That um, you know, I'm just in, in completely not ashamed of what's going to happen. Whether I'm dead or alive, I don't care. Yeah. It's just as long as Jesus is glorified, I'm fine. You know, I think I worry about myself too much. <laughs> yeah. I want I want Christ. My spirit wants Christ to be glorified and magnified, but my flesh wants Brent Hughes to be magnified and glorified. Yeah. And, um, with good reason, right? Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, my name, Robert, which is like my first name. Yeah. Uh, it means, um, he doesn't know people. He doesn't even know what his name <laughs> means. Brilliant. Does it really? <laughs> it does. <laughs> so I struggle with pride. Yeah. That's what it well, is. that's why you switched to Brent. Cause that's your humility. You could go walking around being like, I'm brilliant. <laughs> Just like the the altar life liner that we play, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> but uh, Paul Paul's in jail, right? So he's got a perspective at the bottom of the rung, and uh, I think that is always a great perspective for us to have: is to be at the bottom of the rung, looking up at our Savior, going, "As long as you're glorified, Lord, in this, that's all that matters." Yeah, to live a life that's completely surrendered to God means that we're surrendered to His will, even if it means our death. Which is just a, you know, it's very convicting because I'm like, Lord, why is this so terrible? Why is my life awful? Why is this bad thing happening to me? It's like, are you dead? No, but still, it's tough. <laughs> you know, like, when it says, you know, we, we care so much about our creature comforts, I think. And I know that for me, I don't surrender my life every day. I don't wake up every day saying, God, how can my life be a beacon of your glory to the world? And that's a challenge to us. And Jesus said it in the Gospels. You know, whoever desires to save his life is going to lose it. But he who loses his life for my sake and for the Gospels will find life. Paul understood that. He's saying, hey, man, whatever magnifies God more, whether it's me staying alive, ha, 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 staying alive, or... (laughs) Sorry, that was so bad. That was like something your 55-year-old uncle would say. And you're like, oh, thanks, Uncle Bruce. That's that's hilarious. You're, You're hilarious. Anyway, back back on track. 
um, whether it was to stay alive and minister and write more epistles and do the things that Paul did, or people die, you know, or he dies, you know, whatever. He's like, I don't care. Because he said it actually, when he was in chains, people were being more bold. So he's like, hey, if I'm in prison and people are being more bold, what's going to happen if I die? Maybe people will be even bolder. So Paul gets to a point where he's just like, God, whatever you want, you know, I'm not there. And I think tonight's show, The Altar Life, in general, is all about laying our life down for Christ. And, you know, ideally, we won't have to do it literally, but, you know, our hearts should be there. It should be that if we are faced with that challenge, then, you know, it's a no-brainer at this point. But even while we are still alive, why can't we lay down our life for God in, in the everyday uh, aspects and activities that we are involved in? It's interesting because he starts off this passage tonight by saying it took the prayer of the Philippians, and he, he you know, pointed out it was the prayer and the supply of the Spirit in Jesus Christ. Obviously, our flesh can't do this alone. We need the Spirit's help and the prayer of brothers and sisters to get us through. And... I love Paul's Paul's attitude here because, you know, yes, he's humble, you know, he's in prison and he's recognizing that, you know, he he recognizing that this is all happening for a reason and he's seeing the fruit of the situation that he's in from a spiritual point of view. But I think we we sometimes are so concerned about ourselves and our own agenda. Um, that we lose sight of what God really wants to do sometimes with our life. You know, I, I was just thinking, I mean, there's been times in my life where I've been so consumed with something that God didn't want for me (laughs) that I was off lost trying to make things work out for something that I was really striving for that God did not want me to have, you know? And for me, one of those examples that's popping in my head is a relationship. You know, I was off pursuing this relationship that I wanted and, you know, I was, trying to make it work and I was really trying to make it spiritual too and just trying to really strive to make this thing work out and every time I tried harder I failed harder you know to the point where it was just a disaster you know it was an emotional wreck and um and I learned a big lesson from that like you know when you're pursuing something that God doesn't want you know it hurts yeah. and it just keeps hurting as you get because he loves you and he wants it to hurt so that you back away and you listen to him but I think the reverse is true. Sometimes we get so caught up in pursuing something we think is great that God really wants for us. And we're so consumed with that ministry or that thing that he's put us in. And, you know, we've got all these ideas and visions and thoughts of what we can do and how we can make it work out. And, you know, it, they're all good things. It's not like God hasn't put us in that environment, right? But we got kind of front slide almost. We get to the point where we're so busy doing things that we think God wants us to do in the ministries he's given us or the task he's given us to do that we lose sight of Christ, yeah. right? And what God really wants. And I think Paul's sitting here, whether he's, you know, he says, whether I'm poor or I'm rich, whether I'm in jail or I'm, you know, in a mansion, whatever, whatever condition I find my life in, you know, he's saying... Whatever that is, I want Christ to be magnified in my body, whether I'm living or I'm dying. <laughs> like, it's about Christ being magnified. And everything else should take this, the back seat mm. to that concept. And, you know, I don't know, Jeff, I, I struggle with that, you know, because I'm fleshly and, I, and I, my mind's always going with something else. How am I going to work something else out? Instead of just resting in him and looking to see him glorified right away. 
And uh, the kingdom of God, obviously, is what Paul was living for. Uh, that was his ultimate end. And we are you know, we're in a position in America where we're, we're probably the most comfortable Christians that there are. And the problem with that is, is that we're the most comfortable Christians that there are. Uh, you know, you go, all these other countries where you would think like the oppression is so fierce against Christianity, yet they're bolder for Christianity. And it ties back very nicely to the beginning of chapter one when Paul said, you know, you would think that they would be scared and, you know, but the fact that I'm in prison, they're even more bold. And, and we saw that, you know, the persecution against the church has always led to the furtherance of the gospel. It's never hindered. You know, the gates of hell do not prevail against the church no matter any scheme or anything that the enemy puts in place, it doesn't stop the gospel. What stops the gospel is comfortable Christians. And, you know, Paul's like, man, whatever I can do. He's like, if I can, if God sees fit to make me live another hundred years, even after like being stoned to death and brought back to life and all this stuff, like I'm sure that when Paul was getting stoned, he was like, all right, Lord, this is it. I'm going to, you know, kind of like Stephen, like, oh, I see Jesus at the right hand. And this is great, Lord. Thank you for the, you know, welcoming into your kingdom. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. no, you're going to like live with those scars and bruises for the rest of your life while you go back and witness more. And Paul's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's not me. And that's not Brent. I, nope. I can speak for him. I think he's nodding. So I think he's in yeah. agreement over this. I would just be a big whiner. Yeah. But like, <laughs> oh, but God, oh, to be why? that way, to have yeah. that, to be able to write down in our own daily journal to live as Christ to die as a game. That's an important goal for us. That was Life is Good, Stellar Cart, Eternal Life is Better, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> they hit it on the head. Life is good, but yes. Eternal Life is better. And that's what Paul's saying here tonight, right? He's saying to live for to me, verse 21, for to me, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. He actually notices that, you know, he says, and he explains that. He says, but if I live on in the flesh... This will mean fruit from my labor, yet what I shall choose I cannot tell, for I am hard-pressed between the two. I desire to depart, to die, and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And he notices that, you know, if he hangs out here on earth, he knows that he's living for Christ, and he knows and he sees fruit, right? He's in jail, and he's seeing you know, the prisoners getting saved and he's seeing the furtherance of the gospel and their boldness and he's seeing all these things and he's going, you know, Christ is really doing a, a great work here. But I'm I'm torn because I really want to just go be with Christ. Yeah. And I want this flesh and the stuff I'm struggling with and these chains and like, the, you know, the, the stuff of earth. He's like, I just don't want to deal with that anymore. I want to yeah. be in heaven, right? And uh, man... Isn't that what we should be about? You know, it's like, man, I really would love to just be in heaven with Christ because I don't have to deal with everything. I'm so fed up with the stuff of earth and the distractions that I deal with all the time. But to be here is actually needful for, you know, what Christ has put me on this earth to do. You know, he's prepared steps for us to walk in. And um, he says that in Ephesians. And so we have a responsibility to walk in those things. And he's, and he's, Christ has put us here for a reason. He's got a plan for our life, which is awesome. Um, it isn't for us to get a lot out of this world and to, you know, all be all fed up, you know, all caught up with all this riches and all this stuff of so many people, including myself at times, are distracted by. Um, to live is not, to live is Brent. Yeah. <laughs> to live is, you know, happiness. To live yeah. is joy. To live is being re- wealthy. You know, to live, 
No, to live is Christ. But to die is better because I'm with him. And yeah. I'm, they don't have all these distractions. Yeah, and, and this is, people pr- probably misuse this and be like, oh, Paul's suicidal. Like, what's going on here? But yeah. there's a difference there because if you want to take your life, you're preempting God's plan for your life. You know, the, he's not saying, like, I just want to get out of here like, and yeah. shuck off the responsibility I have as a minister of the gospel. He says, he says both. He says either one is acceptable to me. And I feel like that's the healthy way to desire to go to heaven, to desire, you know, for our life to be over on this planet so we get the eternal imperishable crown, you know, and, and we get to, to inherit the praises of, uh, not the praises of, but inherit the, get the inheritance that was Jesus's and he shares with us. You know, it's just, that's what Paul's talking about. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was Awake and Alive by Skillet. You know what? Sometimes I'm awake and I don't feel alive in the morning, especially when it's like zombie land. But in thinking uh, of our topic Definitely tonight, me without my coffee. Yeah. I definitely feel dead. Yeah. I wake and, up and to live is coffee. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think Brent is a coffee zombie and he bit me. So now I'm a zombie because I'm the same way now. He... he it's like vampirism, but with coffee, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like now, I am the same way. I couldn't believe it. I, I'm the same way in the morning, and it's just so difficult. And, I, you know, in Brent's love for coffee, he lives for it. But would he be willing to die for his coffee? What's your, what's your, what would be, like, your favorite coffee? Like, if someone, like, said, I'll buy you your favorite. You well, have one anything or? bold and strong, really. Bold and strong. Yeah. So, like, if someone was like, you know what? You can't have that. You can't have that. And you're going to hold a gun to that coffee, and you're going to be like, no, don't. Take me instead. No, no. I wouldn't risk my life. No. <laughs> so that's it's an interesting thing, because there's a lot of things that we, me, myself included, uh, like things that I love, and I'm like, oh, how could I live without that? And then if it comes out of your life, you're like, I guess I could live without that. <laughs> I yeah. have no idea. Like, there's a lot of things where people are like, the doctor says, lay off dairy, and you're like, no. <laughs> But you could probably live without it. It seems like the end of the world to you. It seems like death. Like any type yeah. of thing, you're like, uh, you should probably cut this. Like I, I just found out that. that I had like reflux, and it's like, stay away from spicy foods. And I was like, no! <laughs> it seemed like a death sentence to me, but I could probably survive without it. I don't know. Yeah, it's, un- <laughs> it's, it's this is our unbelievable segment, by the way. And it's <laughs> unbelievable that, you know, how much we think and we obsess over that yeah. thing that we need, right? Yeah. And life or death. Yeah. You easily <laughs> give it up. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Wait, you mean if I eat spicy foods, I'll die? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll have bland. Yeah. <laughs> give me the Karima wheat. <laughs> you mean uh, I have to eat soy cheese because I'm not allowed dairy? <laughs> soy it is. I'll live. <laughs> but uh, that's why, like, I feel you know, you see those football players, and they're like, okay, if you play football, you could die. And like, they retire, and you're like, good call. <laughs> like, not worth it. Not worth the millions. I'm sorry. Anyway, we're going to pause for station identification. You're listening to The Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. We kicked off Hour 2 with Live Like We're Alive by Nevertheless. We got lots of great rock and roll tonight. Am yeah, I right? Uh, you're right. Man. Word. That's the best. That's one of my favorite parts of the show, man. You just pick songs and you just rock out. And then you rock out in the word, which is our rock. Right? It's our foundation. <laughs> Bam. Ties it all together. It's great. We are in First, Phil- First Philippians. Philippians chapter 1. I'm used to doing like First, Second Timothy, yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> um, 
we left off around verse 24. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. Again, Paul is always setting his own interests aside, man. That, and that is, that is the the byproduct of someone who is surrendering their life and living for Christ is that it's other-centered. And that's where we're going to lead into, into next week's episode so you can stay tuned. Chapter 2, we'll start to talk more about that. But he begins by saying, you know, I'm confident of this. I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith, that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. He's basically saying, listen, I know that God's not going to grant my request. There's more to be done. But me remaining with you, it's going to be for your progress. I'm going to help you along the way. That's what my desire is. That's that's what my purpose on earth is, to help you grow. Isn't that great? Like I pray that God would use my, use me that way. And I'm sure that's a prayer for a lot of you out there. That your rejoicing for me may be more abundant by me coming to you again. So he's like saying... If I, how much more are you going to rejoice if you see me set free from the bondage that I'm in right now, and I come, you see me face to face again? Your joy is going to be through the roof at this point. And again, Paul, his focus is not on his his current circumstances at all. It's thinking about Christ and and how can he honor Christ, and then he's thinking about people and saying, what can I do that's best for you? You know, that, it's just that's the way we should live our life. It should be God first, others second, us sixtieth. <laughs> And then Paul understood that. We just need to understand that. Yeah, I, I need to understand that. I don't I don't have that. I don't get it. <laughs> My first reaction is, what is it going to do to me? And then, mm-hmm. what is it going to do to the people I love? Yeah. And then, God, what do you think? You know, it's like... You, <laughs> it's the last resort. Uh, man, just it's been convicting tonight just to think about how selfish I am, you know, and how selfish we are at times. You know, I'm... If anyone had a, had a reason to be worried about himself right now, it's him. It's Paul. He's in prison right now. And, uh, of course, he's sitting here going, well, to live would be more beneficial for you. And um, But I'm kind of torn because I just want to be with Christ in heaven, um, obviously. And uh, But he's looking at himself, and he's, and he's looking at the ministry that he has, and the impact he has in the in these people's lives, these Philippians' lives, who he loves, you know, who he beginning of the beginning of the book it says he with every remembrance of them he's he prays for them with joy, knowing the faith and knowing that God is faithful to complete the work he started in them, and he sees that as his mission, and um, he knows that living would can help the Lord, the Lord would use him to continue that mission in them, and that's a that encourages him. That's cool. You're listening to The Altered Life with Brent and Jeff. Brilliant! That was The Life by Decipher Down. And the life that we want to live is a life that is surrendered to Christ and a life that is worth living. You know, we, we kind of talked about it in our unbelievable segment uh, in a joking manner. But really, like the things that we pursue in our lives, are we are they worth giving up our life for them? Not only do we, you know, give up our life in the pursuit of them, but are we going to also die having that be the only pursuit of our life like that's going to be the only thing that can be put on our tombstone that they lived they lived hard and they lived fast and loose you know like there's a lot of people that grab jesus's name for the security of it but then they just live their life however they want but paul says to live is christ because christ you know we 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 know in galatians right i have been crucified with christ it's no longer i who live but christ lives in me so the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul died on the cross with Jesus. He's like, I'm not Paul anymore. In fact, 
you know, Saul is the one, that old man. It's a great picture that they had the two two names. If Paul was living for Paul, he would still be Saul. Because <laughs> that's what he was, you know, yeah. he, he wasn't planning on that, on Jesus meeting him on the road. And that's really important for us to think about. There's got to be a, a cutting off of our old life, and our new life should represent living for Christ wholeheartedly. All right, that was my story, Addison Road. And I, I love that song. Just She's just singing about the fact that she wants this song that she's singing to be her story about how she honors the Lord with her life. And, um, you know, it's, it's cool because that's our prayer tonight is that as we're reading this, that God's starting to talk to us about the things that we're living for, right? That's not him. That's not Christ. And, um, you know, you may be thinking to yourself tonight, like, well, you know, I'm, I love Jesus and I, I, I'm going to go to church and I do, I'm in a mission, um, ministry and, you know, that doesn't apply to me, but I think if we ask the Lord, what are those things in our life that, you know, we're pursuing that really isn't something the Lord is um, leading us in, or you know, maybe it's, they're good things. Like maybe it's just our family. Like we're so wrapped up in our family and, you know, providing for our family and the job and all those things that they're all good things, but maybe the Lord has something else. Maybe the Lord is calling us to, you know, step out in faith and, You know, that's what Paul's saying. I remain and continue with you all with your progress and the joy of faith that you're rejoicing for me may be more abundant. And he says, only, this is the encouragement, this is the challenge tonight. He says, only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And, you know, whether I get to come see you or whether I'm just hearing the news through good reports. Hmm. May I hear of your affairs, the things that you're doing. May I hear that you're doing those things with the faith of the gospel, that the good news is, is the reason why (laughs) the belief in that good news of Jesus Christ is the reason why you're doing things. And that's the motivation of your life. And that's prayers. Paul's prayer for them, right? Is that they would continue to work those things out, that they'd work out their salvation, that, that um, the things that they would be living for would be the gospel and would be the ministry of what Christ desires for their life and that their life would be poured out. Yeah, I just think that he he is continuing on a theme that he started in Ephesians with unity, you know, and we see that a lot in the epistles and that's that's what God is all about. He's about uniting people together under Jesus Christ. And he continues on, you know, um, and in any way terrified by your adversaries which is to them a proof of perdition but to you of salvation and that from God for to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him but also to suffer for his sake it's almost like he's saying you know you've got enemies and um, the fact that you have an enemy is proving two things proving one that your enemy's ready you know headed toward destruction Mm -hmm. but it's also proving that you're saved Yeah, (laughs) it's proving that you're on the right track you know and you know, so often we look at our surroundings and we look at our enemies and our adversaries and the things that are warring against us, and we we almost start we start complaining because we're worried about our own well-being, right? We're worried about how comfortable we are most of the time, and um, we ask the Lord to take away the thing that's not comfortable, so that we can be comfortable again, right? And I wonder if our prayer should really be, Lord, thank you for. <laughs> Thank you for some of these things that remind me that this is not my home. Thank you for some of those things that remind me that, you know, yes, I have an enemy. You had an enemy, Lord, when you were here, and you you told me I was going to suffer 
persecutions. I was going to have hardships just like you did when you were here. And help me to be encouraged in that, right? Help me to be, help that to strengthen my faith in you, to know that the reason I'm having this is because I'm on the way to heaven and I have you with me and I'm saved. And it's obvious these people don't. And um, that's why, that's why I'm struggling with this, Lord. And think about Paul. He's sitting in prison for what he believed, you know? Thank, he's probably thanking the Lord at this point. Thank you that I'm here because at least I know that I'm with you because I'm warring against the, the world and the world's going the wrong direction. And this is the side of the fence I want to be on, you know? Wow. What a perspective of kingdom life. You know what I mean? That altar life where we lay down all of ourselves for the sake of Christ, not so that we can just have this, um, persecution like oh i just want so much persecution because i'm a martyr like I, I love just being in pain like that's not it it's lord now that i'm here and you're showing me and you're using me and there's there's struggle here thank you because at least i know i'm kind of on the right track here <laughs> and you're with me and um help that to encourage me and to build my faith nobody has regretted putting all on the altar the altar life with brent and jeff That was Eternity by Disciple. And this is what's in Paul's mind right here. He's like, man, it's really tempting. You know, he knows. I, I'm not sure if this was before or after the experience where he says he was caught up to the third heaven. I know he, he refers to that in 2 Corinthians. Um, I didn't study up the history. I apologize. <laughs> or the chronology. Uh, but he knows, you know, whether it is before he has the vision of third heaven or whatever, he knows what he's missing out on by being on earth. Because he's got his ailments, he's got the persecution that he has to suffer, and that last song, Eternity, just makes me think of that. Like he's like, oh man, I can, I have all eternity to sit at the feet of him who died for me, so that I can live for him. And um, you know, a great quote is, "Dying for me was the most he could do; living for him is the least that I can do." And that's kind of what the gist of this is. Um, what's interesting is that in Philippians one twenty one, it says, "For for me to live is Christ." to die is gain and in Philippians 2.21 not to jump too far ahead it's the exact opposite it says for all seek their own not the things which are of Christ Jesus so it's kind of cool how the Bible does that you know there's the complete contrast are you living your life for yourself are you seeking your own or are you living your life for the glory of Christ and I really am challenged by this and, and recently this has been a prayer of mine that regardless of what I'm doing that God would get the glory that my motive would not be to keep my reputation in check, to get more opportunities to minister, to make my wife happy, to be a good dad. Those motivations are fine in and of themselves. But if it's not tied to a motivation of glorifying God, then it's going to fail. And our life needs to glorify God. That's why we were created, for the praise of his glory. Going yep. back to Ephesians, man. It, just, it all ties together. It's beautiful. Jeff, right on. And I... I I would echo that, you know, it's not much more to add, but just to say amen that, you know, tonight as we look at our lives and we look at what's going on, you know, so often it's good to take inventory and to look at kind of what is our heart attitude, you know, are we just zipping along pretty comfortable, you know, trying to make it in this world and trying to kind of achieve some sort of status? What is our motivation of our life? Um, you know, because God would say, you know, unless your your motivation is to bring me glory and is to magnify Christ, 
you know, you're probably pursuing the wrong thing. And um, tonight, you know, I wonder, are we living for Christ or or not? You know, it's a simple question, but it's a, it's a hard one to come to terms with in our lives. And just finishing up verse 29, for you, it has been granted, for to you, it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. It's been granted to us. Doesn't it make it sound like it's a great thing? Like, like when we we rub the genie bottle, genie bottle. That doesn't make any sense. Rub the lamp, and the genie comes out, and it's like you have three wishes that I will grant. And you're like, oh boy, <laughs> that's exciting, right? Paul says it's been granted to you not only to believe in Him. God's given you the ability to believe on Him and to receive salvation. But guess what? You get to suffer for Him too. <laughs> and you're like, oh wow. Um, and it says in verse thirty, having the same conflict which you saw in me now, and now here is in me. If we're living our life for Christ, then to suffer for his sake, it will seem like a gift that's been granted to us, you know? And I'm not there. I haven't arrived there. If I had, then I probably wouldn't be doing this radio show and and having to teach it and and think about it and pray about it because I'd be like, oh, I got this. I don't even have to study it. (laughs) But wrong. (laughs) I got a a lot of learning to do. And uh, I'm just convicted by this, but excited at the same time to see what god's spirit is capable of doing in our lives if we'll fully surrender our lives to him isn't it awesome that we have the opportunity to know christ you know to know him and to even be sitting here struggling with these things you know so many people are just in the darkness and they're just lost and they're pursuing you know the best time they're going to have is standing in a hot line at six flags waiting for a roller coaster (laughs) you know what i mean like that's like the pinnacle of fun right we have heaven to look forward to. We have a hope that we know is going to happen. It's not a hope like, I hope I get this present for my birthday. No, it's a hope like, I know I got this present for my birthday. I know that I'm going to heaven. I know I have Christ. And, you know, to be a part of that and to be a part of his plan, you know, to be saved and to be grafted into his family, um, you know, that in and of itself is awesome. But to actually be able to enter into the ministry where we're struggling with the world and we're actually being able to live in, live on this world and live for Christ and to be a testimony for him, that's where it's at. You know, and eventually we get to gain by passing on to the next heaven, to the, to the next place, which is heaven. Yeah. <laughs> and that is just a cool thing. So until next week. Be cool, cats. Live for Christ. Live for Christ.